Welcome back, everybody, to the Coastal Covers Podcast. This is the GCG uh, coming at you solo this week. Proto Papa will be getting his picks in for this week for college football slate FBS games only. Uh, he will be getting them in as soon as he can, somehow, some way. Uh, he's just a little busy this week, so that is what it is. He's uh, They're going to do his own uh, part two to these picks uh, as far as an episode, or potentially he'll be posting them over on the at Coastal Covers 24 Twitter page. Um, either way, he will be getting you some picks, and we are both over 500. So uh, follow along, check it out, uh, and see what's up. Now, last weekend, uh, overall record wasn't fantastic. I mean, a couple games below 500 for me. Uh, Mike struggled a little bit too. So um, it is what it is, but we did, however, give out some massive dog wins. Uh, EMU, Eastern Michigan for one. Went out there, got Herm Edwards fired, called that one Tulane, a plus 15 when I picked it. Gave that one up as a potential big upset. Uh, both of those hit. So, um, yeah, did some good work last week uh, amongst some other games that weren't so great. But, hey, um, that is the nature of picking every single game. It doesn't go uh, fantastic every single week. So 500, little above, picking games you don't even like. I consider that to be pretty good. Uh, as far as picking games we tell you we really like, we're doing pretty well here at the Coastal Covers Podcast. Uh, as far as giving out some big dogs, we've been doing pretty well with that as well. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think we're uh, doing big things here. We're catching on a little bit. Listenership's going up. Finally getting some Twitter interaction. Uh, and the demographics always growing. We had that 60-plus member of our audience join. That was big news. Still no females. That's okay. That's okay. You guys are going to spread the word for us. Tell a friend. Let them know. Coastal covers uh, covers all your college football gambling needs. Once basketball starts up, we'll probably be getting into some of that. Uh, definitely, definitely NBA. We both love that sport. Um, follow it pretty well. So um, stay tuned. Big things happening. Big things on the horizon. But right now, we will focus in on our one true love here at the Coastal Covers 24. Uh, that's the Twitter page, but the Coastal Covers podcast. Um, our one true love, college football. This is week four. It's time to pick some games. Uh, we have Thursday football this week, so they're going to go ahead. They're going to step up. They're going to battle the NFL for ratings. It's all right. There's room for both. There's like 10 football leagues now. We could ha- we could watch football on multiple devices. Everybody has a cell phone. Everybody has multiple TVs. We all have laptops. We all have computers. Let's go. Let's watch football. Watch multiple screens. That's how my Saturdays go. I got TVs all over the place, you know. Fuck it. (laughs) Let's get involved. So Thursday, college football, we are going to start off with a big one, a rivalry game. Hey, you know, if you ever hear me bitching about the historical aspect of college football going away and the regionality of college football going away, um, West Virginia, how many times have you cared about a West Virginia versus uh, Oklahoma State game recently. How many, how many times have you cared about a West Virginia versus uh, whatever, Texas Tech, Kansas? Who cares, right? But this is the second primetime Thursday game for West Virginia already this season. This is week four. This is the second one. We had the backyard brawl, and now we got West Virginia, Virginia Tech, another rivalry. West Virginia leads this thing all time, 29 to 23. Um all time. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to lay the two points in this game. Virginia Tech, the defense looks good. The offense is pretty, pretty f- pathetic. 
Um, I'm not huge on West Virginia. That's not really the thing here. I am, however, a little harder on Virginia Tech. I mean, as far as these two teams go, I think West Virginia, even though I don't think a ton of them, is the better football team. Um, it's just a little tricky playing in Blacksburg, a little tricky playing at Lane Stadium. So you got to be careful a little bit, but I feel pretty damn confident still that West Virginia could get this thing done, minus two on the road. I think their defense is uh, in the realm of being as good as what Virginia Tech is, but I think the offense is much, much much better with JT Daniels, Tony Mathis, the running back, Bryce Ford, Wheaton, the wide receiver. He's a monster. So uh, Grant Wells, you know, if he turns the ball over like he's been a little prone to do with the Hokies offense so far, this one could get ugly fast. I'm going to go with West Virginia to get it done and prove to 30 and 23 in this all-time series. Coastal Carolina also Thursday night. They're going to travel to Atlanta to play Georgia State. Georgia State catching two and a half. Um, This has been a little bit of a bad start for Georgia State. I mean, they started off, they played South Carolina, they played UNC. Um, and honestly, they played both those teams pretty good. South Carolina kind of looks like they, they blew them out a little bit. But uh, in all honesty, there was a couple special special teams mishaps for Georgia State in that game. Uh, we know that Georgia State kind of took over the UNC game at one point. Um, and then, you know, last week they, they lost outright. Uh, it's completely escaping me who they lost to, to be honest. Ah, uh, Charlotte. Jeez, I don't know. I couldn't have predicted that one. 19-point favorites. Uh, Chris Reynolds comes back, gets the win done for Charlotte. So, uh, yeah, but I'd like Georgia State to get this thing done here at home. Coastal Carolina been struggling the last couple weeks at all uh, as well. Uh, struggled against FCS Gardner-Webb. Struggled against Buffalo last week. Um so I like Georgia State to get this thing done at home. I think I think they're a pretty good team. I think they have more continuity than Coastal Carolina, and I'm going to roll with the home dog. Virginia catching 11. This is moving on to Friday, by the way. Virginia catching 11, as I see it right now, on Bavada. All the lines pulled from Bavada that I'm going to give you. Um, they're catching 11 against Syracuse. UVA has won the last three in this matchup. Um, this could be me getting a little cute still. I fade Syracuse basically every single week, even though they're looking really good this year. Purdue. Uh, lost to him last week, cost me a bet there. But um, I'm still I'm going to take the 11. I'm just still so hesitant to lay that many points with fucking Syracuse. I don't know, man. Um, I don't know. UVA has gotten it done the last three times. I know their line play is abysmal right now. Um, the offense has not looked good. But I'm going to roll with it. The former O coordinator uh, from Syracuse is over there. They're uh, – Robert and I, he's at Syracuse right now, making that offense look really good with Garrett Trader at quarterback. Um, but maybe there's enough on Virginia to kind of, you know, know how to cover that thing. They, they went up against it in practice. The guys that are left from all the transfers uh, went up against it in practice all the time with Brennan Armstrong running it. So I don't know. Maybe they'll be able to figure it out. I'm going to take the 11 points. Nevada at Air Force. Air Force lay at 24. Uh, very bad showing last week, losing against Wyoming. But, hey, it happens. They're prone to lose to that team. It happens every time they go to Laramie, basically. So it is what it is. Uh, Nevada, second leg of a back-to-back -back road trip for them. You never really like to take a team coming off of that. Um, they played that miserable game last week where it just kept going. The rain delays, the uh, lightning delays, I should say. Uh, this ain't baseball. This is football. We, we, we play in the rain. Um, but Nevada, I don't think, I don't think they're uh, geared for this kind of game here. I think Air Force has a lot more firepower than them. I think they're pretty much going to shut down their offense um, and get it done here. So Nevada, balls on you for not just forfeiting that game last week. 
Thank you very much. By the way, I had Iowa minus 23. You let the game keep going. Uh, so I ended up covering it, and I'm cool with that. So uh, I'm laying the points here with Air Force second week in a row. Don't let me down again, Falcons. Let's go. Uh, Boise State laying 16 at UTEP last game. Or uh, last year, these t- these teams played. Boise blew them out 54-13. to And uh, quite frankly, I think this was a better UTEP team last year. I don't think they're very good this year. I am going to lay the 16 with Boise State. Moving into Saturday, uh, Georgia laying 46 against Kent State. Whatever, I laid the points. To be honest, uh, I have no passion in this game whatsoever. So uh, follow me, don't. I don't know. I laid it. Michigan minus 16 and a half against Maryland. Now I am feeling that one a little bit. I think Michigan should, could shut down this Maryland attack. Um, I don't, Maryland's just traditionally not the type of program, even when they're looking a little good, they don't really roll into these stadiums and put up good games typically. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to lay the 16 and a half. I feel all right about that one. Speaking of teams that don't traditionally do very well against other teams, Wake Forest catching seven and a half against Clemson. Now, this is interesting. This is an interesting spot. Wake, you know, everybody's just waiting for Clemson to Clemson and lose one of these games. They don't look like the juggernaut that they've been for like the last decade here. Uh, they look like the beatable Clemson that we used to know uh, when they used to Clemson. You know, that was what it was called, Clemsoning, lose a stupid game. Uh, they could very well lose this game on the road against Wake Forest. However, I'm going to lay the seven and a half that it's sitting at right now with Clemson. Uh, it's a chalky play, but I, I don't know. It's just their defense is geared for these kind of games. They've won 13 straight games against Wake Forest. Uh, Clawson has not had any success at all against Clemson. Um, so I'm going to lay the points and, and go with tradition, what historically goes on in this game. Like I said, Wyoming beat Air Force. Air Force is a way better team, right? College football, though, sometimes you got to follow the tradition of the programs. What happens when these two teams play? Well, when Clemson plays Wake, usually they beat them. Usually they beat them pretty handily. I'm going to lay the seven and a half. Central Michigan catching 27 off of Penn State. Not a lot crazy to say about this game. I think it just could be a sleepy spot for Penn State. I'm going to take the 27 uh, with CMU. Iowa State at home in Ames laying two and a half against Baylor. Um, they've beaten Baylor the last two times Baylor's traveled to Ames, and I'm going to go with it to happen again. I think Iowa State is geared to get this game done. I think Ames will be a good environment. Um, I am going to go ahead and lay the two and a half. Auburn minus seven against Missouri. This is homecoming for Auburn. If they're going to have a bright point this year, maybe it's against a Missouri team that is uh, suspect to say it in a generous manner. <laughs> um, I don't think a ton of that Missouri team. I'm going to go ahead and lay the seven with Auburn and Brian Harson on homecoming here, even though they just got shelled and look absolutely terrible last weekend against Penn State. Mississippi State minus 30 against Bowling Green. Uh, Whatever, I laid the 30 with Mississippi State. Uh, Bowling Green coming off a big, big upset win over Marshall last week. Uh, Mississippi State does have A&M on deck, so maybe that's something, you know, they're looking to kind of get off the field, not show too much, whatever, you know, uh, look ahead spot, whatever you want to say, but I'm going to go ahead and lay the points. Uh, Mississippi State, just the kind of team that could run it up on anybody, really without even trying, especially when there's this big of a talent differential there. Uh, Southern, uh, SMU, Southern Methodist. I don't know why I almost used their full name. It's like a mom calling a son by his full name. Michael Anthony Rose, get your ass. Southern Methodist, Methodist University, you better beat fucking TCU. Um, 
yeah, so that's the Iron Skillet, the battle for the Iron Skillet, TCU at SMU. Uh, Sonny Dykes left SMU to go to TCU. I am sure there is some bad blood there. Uh, Rhett Lashley leading SMU, the Mustangs now. They are catching one and a half. They got it done the last two times they played TCU. I got TCU on the under this year. I'm picking SMU. I'm going with them to get this game done. Uh, hoping for the best. TCU is off a of bye week, though. Uh, so a little scary there, but I think SMU's got their sights on this game. I think they're pretty locked in on beating Sonny Dykes. Sonny Dykes is a coach that can lose some games like this. So uh, I am rolling with the Mustangs. Duke catching eight off Kansas. It's funny. I'm the one who's super high on Kansas this year. Thought they were going to be really good, and they are really good. And I've this is going to be the second week in a row I paid them. Now it cost me last week. They went out there and they fucked up Houston. Uh, yeah, caught me off guard. Caught me with my pants down. Wasn't ready for it. I think Kansas is the better team in this matchup. I think they win this matchup. But here's what I'm going to say: Duke's catching over a touchdown. Both these teams are massively overperforming what everybody thought they were going to be so far. Um, but Duke got this win last year. I, I know it's a very different situation, but even with as bad as Duke was last year, they got this win, 52-33 to 33 last year. I'm going to give them the eight points. I'm going to take the eight points with Duke, and I'm going to say they keep it close. I'm going to say Mike Elko. A&M's looking a lot more vulnerable without Mike Elko there. I know they're always kind of a uh, disappointment, but they look a lot worse without him. So uh, I think Mike Elko still at Texas A&M. They beat App State, I think. So I think he's a really good coach. I think he's going to scheme something up for this quirky Kansas offense. And I think they're going to keep it within the eight that they're catching right now. So I'm taking Duke. Louisville laying 14 against South Florida. South Florida, USF, they are on the second leg of a back-to-back. I'm not big on Louisville. I'm out on Scott Satterfield. I thought this was going to be a good team. I was wrong. He's not a very good coach. This team's getting run into the ground. But I am going to lay the 14 points with Louisville at home in this one. Buffalo catching six off of Eastern Michigan. I'm going to take the six. I think Eastern Michigan gets it done in a very, very close game. But coming off that big win over Arizona State, that <clears throat> I did call. Um, I'm going to say it's, a, it's around a three, three-point game or so. So I'm going to take the six points with Buffalo there. UCLA minus 21 at Colorado. Now, UCLA not looking great this year. But I am going to lay the points. Uh thing I'm going to say about it is, there's a couple teams, I'll cover them as we go, that I, I just, there's no real justification to betting them. Now, the home team has won this six this this game the last six times in this matchup. But Colorado looks so fucking bad this year that I cannot justify betting on that team. So I am going to go ahead. I am going to lay the 21 with UCLA that Bavada is showing right now. Um, but it's not like my favorite play of the week. UMass catching nine and a half against Temple. Uh Hey, Don Brown got his first win last week. Yes, it was over FCS Stony Brook, but a win is a win is a win. Maybe they take a little momentum. I don't think a whole hell of a lot of Temple this year uh, or hardly ever. Um, it is cool that Kurt Warner's son's, you know, taking over the uh, starting quarterback job there, so that's interesting. Kept it close against Rutgers last week. That's interesting, but uh, I am going to go ahead and take the points with UMass there. Florida, Tennessee, Tennessee laying 10.5 as I see it right now. Um, I think they're begging you to take Florida here, and I'm not biting. I'm going to lay the points with Tennessee. Uh, I think this team can roll this game just flat out. I just think they're the much better team. So uh, at Rocky Talk Top in Knoxville, I'm going to go ahead and lay the 10.5 with Tennessee. Texas Tech catching seven off of the Longhorns. Um, 
I went back and forth in my mind on this game a little bit, but what it really came down for to me is uh, Texas is the better team here. They've looked pretty damn good this year, but this is the last time Texas is going to travel to Lubbock for the foreseeable future. We don't know when the next time this game is going to happen. It's a classic matchup. Think back to the Michael Crabtree game. Man, I love this game. Um, It's one of my favorite college football moments of all time. I'm going to take the seven points with Texas Tech. I think Texas had to be uh, locked in enough on UTSA last week. They really couldn't overlook them to prepare for Zach Kitley's offense. So I don't know that I'm, I'm necessarily calling for the Texas Tech upset. I'm not really, I guess. But I think they're going to keep it close enough because they're going to be fired up for this one. So I'm going to roll with Texas Tech. Catching seven. Uh, Miami laying 25 and a half against MTSU, Middle Tennessee uh, Middle Tennessee came out, rolled Eddie George last week in Tennessee State. But Miami coming off a loss. Uh, Mario Cristobal, this, these kind of games are his moment to shine. He's not a great coach, but he loves out-talenting other teams. So I'm going to go ahead and say Miami's going to cover the 25-and-a-half. UNC laying one-and-a-half against Notre Dame. Uh, UNC coming off the bye week. I'm, I got to go UNC. I can't take Notre Dame here. I, I don't see how they keep up. Like, I know North Carolina has a really terrible defense, so Notre Dame will be able to score, but we're on a backup quarterback who didn't look very good last week. Tommy Reese had to get all up in his ass, you know, figuratively. Um, and I saw a lot of people upset about that. He's yelling, fuck it, his quarterback, how's that help? Man, it's football. Please stop that. Please stop what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> Drew Pine did look like shit, and he was letting his team down, just so you know. Um, yeah, UNC, I think they just have too much firepower. I, Notre Dame got a good defense, yeah, but eventually UNC is going to break some plays, and uh, Notre Dame can't keep up. That's the bottom line. They historically beat the hell out of UNC. I think UNC is like 2-20 and all-time against the Irish, but uh, I just really don't see how Notre Dame gets this one done. Mack Brown, you had a whole bye week to prepare for this one, Um, and really this is a bland team that I I don't know how much you really have to put into preparing for them. So I'm laying the 1.5 with UNC, the Tar Heels. Michigan State catching three off of Minnesota. Sparty looked bad last week. I called for Washington to get him, even though I uh, thought the line was kind of weird just from a gambling perspective, you know, what the two teams had done, what they've been doing the last couple of years. But I kind of knew Vegas, you know, had it right. I was just surprised they called it that way. Um, so Washington got it done there. But here, you know, Minnesota has looked like the much better team so far. I get the line. Um, but Minnesota, Michigan State's won the last five straight in this matchup. Uh, Ottman Bell, the wide receiver, the best wide receiver for uh, Minnesota, is out. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take Sparty to get this one done. I'm going to say plus three, take the three. Go ahead, sprinkle some on the money line. I, I like Sparty to play up for this one. Indiana catching 17 off at Cincinnati. Now, this game was pretty close last year, uh, despite what the final score ended up looking like. Um and I think Cincinnati's a little worse now this year. It, it is at Nippert. It's in Cincinnati. But I think they're they're not as good as they were clearly last year. So um, I'm going to say Indiana can keep it within the 17. I'm going to roll. I think, you know, they're a fraudulent 3-0. and But I'm going to take the 17 points in this game here in Nippert. JMU catching seven off of App State. Now, this game is a conglomerate of things. JMU had a bye week last week. I think JMU is going to be really pumped up to play this one and give App State their best shot. Uh, they know who the big dog in this conference is. They know it's App State. Uh, App State, JMU, really comparable programs as far as they were FCS-level dominant. 
they came up and they look like they can already hang in their first seasons uh, in the FBS. Now, App State did it a long time ago, but JMU's getting rolling now. I'm going to take the seven points with JMU. They're coming off the bye, and, and App State has just been partying their asses off for two straight weeks now. Uh, I know they had a close one last week, but they, they got that crazy-ass Hail Mary. Um, I just can't imagine them having tons of juice left in the tank. Am I calling for an upset? Not necessarily, but I could see it happening. But mainly, I'm going to take the seven points. Uh, San Diego State catching now three off of Toledo. Um, this is the second leg of a back-to-back road trip for Toledo. I know San Diego State hasn't looked great, but this is across the entire country. Far road trip. Uh, Mac, typically not a conference that travels very well. So I'm going to go ahead and take the three points and probably outright take San Diego State to get this one done, uh, despite the fact that they don't look great so far. Here's another spot. Western Kentucky laying 30. Uh, last I saw it on Bovada. Um, it's not like I necessarily love this game, but uh, – Florida International is just a team that looks so bad. I just can't really bet them right now. It's it's just the status of their team at this moment. They don't look bettable to me, so I'm going to lay the 30. Uh, North Texas catching 11.5 against Memphis. I'm going to just take the points. I think uh, Memphis's defense is bad enough that I think uh, UNT can keep, keep in the game, hang around a little bit. Uh, Seth Luttrell needs a quality game here. It's been a rough couple games here, so uh, – I am going to go ahead and take the 11 and a half with the mean green Washington state catching seven off of Oregon in Pullman. Washington state has won two of the last three that they have played against Oregon and Pullman. I think they can get this one done here. Cam Ward has looked great. I know Oregon's coming off a big win over BYU, um, but that one was at home. This one's on the road. Pullman's a really tough environment. Washington state is a really actually good defensive team. Surprisingly enough, it's not like what they're traditionally known for. But their defense is good, and I think they're going to hang around in this one. I'm definitely take the seven, and I think it is uh, worth a money line look. Tulsa catching 21 and a half off of Ole Miss. Ole Miss has uh, at Kentucky, I believe, on deck. They have Kentucky on deck. I can't remember if this game – I think it might actually be in Oxford. But I think they're going to look ahead to that game a little bit, prepare for that game. They know they're going to beat Tulsa, but uh, Tulsa – they got a really good passing attack going on right now. They're able to put up some points. Ole Miss, not known for defense. I'm going to say Tulsa can backdoor this thing with uh, Davis Brin there. Um, Georgia Tech catching 20 and a half off of UCF. I don't know. I took the 20 and a half. I, I don't know why, honestly. I'm just taking it. I just don't feel comfortable laying that many points with UCF and Gus Malzahn. Uh, sometimes it works out for you. Sometimes it doesn't. Last week, they beat the hell out of FAU, so that was cool, but um, I'm going to take the 20 and a half with Georgia Tech here. Don't feel great about it, though. Colorado State, I'm seeing this one on Odd Shark at minus one against Sacramento State. Now, I keep saying I, I'm going to fade Jay Norvell. This team looks terrible, etc. I know Sacramento State is actually a, a good FCS team. I do know that. Um, but I'm going to lay the one point here with Colorado State. I see no reason not to. Uh, maybe this is something like a little get-right game. Uh, I believe they have the buy after this. So get this win. Get it done. It's minus one at home against an FCS. Get it the fuck done and go into your bye week and fix your shit because you look terrible right now. Uh, Cal minus three against Arizona. Now, Arizona has owned Cal lately. They beat them last year. Um, but this is homecoming for Cal, and I think they're the better team. I wouldn't get too crazy with this one, but I'm going to lay the three with Cal. I'm going to say they get it done here. Uh, Wilcox, he needs a good season here. 
And this is a game he's got to win. So as impressed as I've been with Arizona, I don't know. It's homecoming. It's 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 a team that you should be able to beat. So let's get it done here. <laughs> uh, Liberty laying 29 and a half against Akron. Now, I don't necessarily love this spot. You know, Liberty went for two against Wake Forest, tried to get that win last week. They just came up short on the road against Wake. I think they're a really good team. I don't think it's a great spot for them, but Akron is just one of those teams right now that's so fucking bad. I can't justify placing a bet on them. So I'm going to lay the points with Liberty, but I don't feel necessarily great about it. Navy catching 17 off of ECU. ECU won by two last year. I know Navy's not great, but Navy had won the previous five games against East Carolina, so they typically play ECU pretty tough. Uh, Triple option, prone to keep games pretty close. I'm going to take the 17 points with Navy. Uh, I know they're terrible. I know ECU's pretty good. Believe me, I'm big on ECU this year. Um, But I think they're going to be able to keep this game close. It's just one of those things. ECU typically plays pretty close against the triple option here. Ball State catching nine and a half against Georgia Southern. Um, Like I said, Georgia Southern's definitely looking better than I gave them credit for in the preseason. I took them under four and a half. Really worried about that bet now. Um, But they did end up losing that game and not covering against UAB. That was one of my big picks last week. I got it right. UAB was in control of that game for a lot of it, uh, pretty much all of it, you know. Uh, Georgia Southern had some flurries here and there, kept it respectable. But, um, you know, UAB never in really doubt in that game. So Ball State catching nine and a half. I'm, I'm going to take the points. I still I don't trust Georgia Southern laying that many points yet. Uh, as much as I'm trying to start giving them credit, I'm not ready to give them almost double digit favorite uh, credit yet. So I'm going to take the nine and a half with Ball State. And we'll see what happens. Arkansas State. Now they are on the third leg of a back-to-back-to-back road trip here against Old Dominion, but they're catching six. Um, I I don't think Old Dominion's worth laying six really against many FBS-level football teams. Arkansas State at this point, while Old Dominion's is probably the better team at this point, Arkansas State has more talent with Butch Jones there at this point in this uh, in their in their programs basically. So. I think Old Dominion probably gets it done, but this is a spot where Arkansas State can just come out and out-talent them. Uh, Old Dominion, nothing on offense special at all. I mean, just nothing. This this team really struggles to put up points, which is concerning because Ricky Ronnie is an offensive guy. So um, I think they will get their points here against Arkansas State um, just because Arkansas State does not have a good defense. But I think Arkansas State can keep this one close and potentially even get it done. Houston laying 17.5 against Rice. Uh, Rice came up big for me last week, got an outright win. I called for that one, said it, it's a spot. I think they could win. I think they could beat ULL. Um, they always do something weird like this every single year. They catch somebody. Okay, I picked it right. Whatever. Who cares? You know, good for you, Mike. But uh, what I'm going to say is 44-7 to last year, Houston beat this team. Houston needs a win in the worst way. Uh, so I think Houston's going to roll this team up. I feel pretty good laying the 17 and a half. NIU catching 26 off of Kentucky. Kentucky, like I said, Ole Miss next week. Look ahead spot. I'm going to take the 26 with Northern Illinois. Uh, don't feel spectacular about it, but uh, that's the side I'm on. And and I don't think it's the worst play in the world. It is a look ahead spot for Kentucky. So there you go. Texas A&M laying two against Arkansas. Neutral site game in Arlington. Um, here's the deal. Arkansas is the better football team here, but AM has won nine of the last 10. The one loss, it did come last year. AM, they look super beatable, right? I get that. 
but I think AM gets this one done. I'm going to lay the two. Arkansas, your big game's on deck. I'm going to pick you to upset somebody big coming up here next week. So uh, I kind of need this game for how I want the path to go. I kind of need this game to go a certain way for the line to be what I want it to be next week. So I am going to go ahead. I'm going to lay the two with AM and say they get it done there. Nine of the last 10. Let's make it 10 of the last 11. Iowa minus seven and a half at Rutgers. Uh, another game I'm really back and forth on. Not a whole hell of a lot of confidence here. Iowa has Michigan on deck uh, in Kinnick in Iowa City. So Rutgers, they've been playing really far above their station. And I feel like the cute side of things right now is to take Rutgers plus the seven and a half. Uh, you know, everybody making fun of Iowa's offense, but. I don't know. That's just Iowa football. No, I don't think they're as good as they typically are. And I think their style of football is kind of dying out a little bit. But I think they're still a much better team than Rutgers. And I am going to lay the seven and a half here in Piscataway uh, with the Hawkeyes to get that one done and cover. So next up is Southern Miss catching 13 against Tulane. Now Tulane, another game. I said they could get it done last week. Let's take a look at it. And they did. They got it done uh, against K-State. Now, what do we do with a team like Tulane? Will they go on the road? They get a big win over Kansas State in Manhattan. Uh, I typically fade them. So I'm going to take Southern Miss plus the 13. A little extra tidbit on this game. Will Hall, the coach of Southern Miss, former offensive coordinator for Willie Fritz there at Tulane. So um, kind of a double little reason there where I like Southern Miss. It's a letdown game uh, coming off a big win. And you got a little bit of, uh, hey, I know this coach. I used to be there. So um, I'm going to go ahead and take the 13 points with Southern Miss. Utah State catching three at home off of UNLV. Now, Utah State has looked absolutely terrible this year. Played a close game against UConn. Um, they lost to Weber State outright. They got absolutely shit-wrecked by Alabama. Um, but I like them to get this thing done, actually. Uh, UNLV, I am high on that team. I do like their team. I said they could go bowling this year. Mike and I, uh, Protopop and I, both called them on the over. Um, but they're still UNLV. They still got a long way to go before they're a team that could just roll into Logan and get the win like that. So I like the home dog here. I like catching those points. Utah State, you know, they haven't looked good, but it, eh, whatever, man. It's just a bad start to the season. This team won the Mountain West last year. I, I Look, I picked the over for UNLV. I picked the under for Utah State this year. So I've been kind of like tracking these teams where they're at, but uh, I think Utah State gets the win at home flat out. I think they just get it done. So um, I'm going to roll that way. I'm going to I'm gonna go with it. Troy catching three off of Marshall. Marshall coming off of a huge loss there, uh, losing to Bowling Green the week after he beat Notre Dame. Classic college football, right? I, I'm pretty disappointed that they – I know it's a letdown spot, but you can't lose to a team that's so much worse than you. <laughs> um, you know, that's that's a little bit of coaching there. You got to get that game done. So uh, disappointing, disappointing there. But this is the third straight road game for Marshall. I know Troy's coming off of kind of a heartbreaker last week too, but I, I actually really think Troy's a good football team. I think these teams are really close to being somewhere in the ballpark of like even. Uh you know, with Marshall being, you know, talent-wise, definitely a little better. But I don't think they're separated uh, by that that much where Marshall uh, is going to just go in there and wreck them. So I'm going to take the three points with Troy. I think the third straight road game for Marshall, that's a pretty long time to be away from home. So uh, give me Troy plus the three there. Louisiana Tech catching 13-and-a-half off of South Alabama. Um, this is really just a gut play. I like South Alabama. They've been really good. They 
they really should have beat UCLA last week. So um, that's the thing, though. They're coming off a pretty heartbreaking loss. Uh, I'm going to take South Alabama gets the win, I think. But I'm going to take the 13 and a half with Louisiana Tech. I think they'll be able to put up points and score and roll with South Alabama a little bit here. So I'm going to I'm going to take the points here with La Tech, the Bulldogs. Vandy going to Alabama. Uh, Alabama laying 41 as I see it now. Second straight road game for Vanderbilt. Um, I don't know. I know it's a lot of points. I'm not. I'm not taking Vanderbilt to cover a spread against Alabama though. I'm just. I'm just not. So I'm going to lay the 41 with Bama. Whatever. Wisconsin catching 18 off of Ohio State. Um, Wisconsin is down like three starting cornerbacks, which is a big time concern when you're facing a team like Ohio State. Um. I don't know. That's just so many points. I'd like to think Jim Leonard, you know, he could get his defense up to to cover damn near three times. I, I don't know. 18 points. Come on, man. That's three scores. I, I know Ohio State fucks up Wisconsin. Like, they, everybody acts like this is, like, this great rivalry in the Big Ten. Like, not rivalry, but, like, oh, you know, they played for the Big Ten championship all the time. And it's, like, 61 to 18 Ohio State owns this all-time series. They fucking own Wisconsin. They act like this is the biggest game every time it happens, and it's not. It's a boring-ass game. Wisconsin's nowhere near as good as Ohio State ever. So I I don't know. I'm going to take the 18 points hesitantly because the public is just creaming all over Ohio State. I typically like to fade that kind of action. Really, Ohio State, like, yeah, they scored 77 on fucking Toledo last week, but they haven't, like, impressed me a, a whole hell of a lot so far this year as far as, like, they're just going to go out and fuck everyone up. So I'm going to take the 18 here with Wisconsin, but uh, there is blowout potential there. So it's not like I think Wisconsin should hang around. Um, it just seems like a lot of points. UConn, 38 and a half. They're catching off of NC State. Uh, UConn really sucks. They're down like a bunch of running backs. They're down their starting quarterback from the start of the year, you know, Roberson. But um I'm going to take the points here. It's a look ahead for Clemson. They got at at Clemson, or it's a look ahead for NC State. They got at Clemson on deck. Um, so I'm just going to take the points with UConn. Say NC State wants to get it wrapped up early and uh, focus on the Tigers next week. LSU, speaking of Tigers, laying 31 against New Mexico. Uh, flat out, I don't really think New Mexico scores in this game. LSU, they still got a lot to prove, a lot to get right. Brian Kelly, go out there, rack it up. I'm going to lay the 31 here with LSU. Miami of Ohio catching seven off of Northwestern. Um, I don't know. I, I just don't feel comfortable laying seven with Northwestern against really anybody right now. They don't look good. Miami of Ohio, uh, they hung around there with Cincinnati for a little bit last week. No, they're not like world beaters, but they're a decent Mac school. I mean, traditionally one of the better Mac schools, you know. So I don't know. I'm going to take the seven. I'm, I'm not going to get too crazy. Northwestern's coming off of a terrible loss against an FCS, so maybe – Patty Fitzgerald somehow gets these guys up and, and, and gets them out there to whip this whip that ass. Uh, but I'm going to take the seven hesitantly with the Red Hawks. South Carolina laying 22 against Charlotte. Charlotte on the second leg of a back-to-back. Uh, flat out, I think South Carolina just rolls this game. Uh, I don't think much of them, but Charlotte, really porous, porous, terrible defense. So I'm going to take South Carolina to go ahead and roll this one up. I'm going to lay the 22. Uh, speaking of laying big chalk, Purdue minus 20. It's homecoming against Florida Atlantic. What do I always say about Florida teams traveling north? I don't bet them. I am confidently going to go ahead and lay the 20 with Purdue that I am seeing right now, and I feel pretty good about it. 
K-State catching 13 off of Oklahoma. Now, why did I say Tulane win one last week? They're looking ahead to Oklahoma. K-State always plays Oklahoma well. Um, I- I'm going to say they do it again. So this is a potential upset spot. It's worth sprinkling on the money money line, but uh, I'm definitely taking the 13 here for sure. Uh, K-State always keeps it close in this game, so I like them to do it again. New Mexico State minus five against Hawaii. I am really, really fucking sick of New Mexico State. Um, I did cover laying the big, I think, 37 and a half spread with Wisconsin last week. I did cover that. I do think New Mexico State is terrible. However, I think Hawaii is is even worse. So here I go again, laying the points with New Mexico State. Jerry Kill gets his first win. They cover the five, uh, whatever. Fuck you, New Mexico State. Uh, Boston College catching 16 and a half off of Florida State. Now, this game was pretty close last year. Three-point win for Florida State. I know they've looked good so far, but, man, did they uh, they really lose a lot. They sacrificed a lot of bodies out there in Louisville last week. So um, this is a dangerous game for Florida State. They're, they're coming off of a road win where they uh, had a lot of injuries, and, and now you have a Boston College team that's really, uh, up until what they've looked like so far to start this season, Boston College has been nipping at their heels already. Now, Florida State traditionally wins this game, but, uh, you know, recent recently, Florida State has not been the much better program. So with all those injuries last week, 16 and a half is a lot of points. So I'm definitely, definitely taking those. And if you want to ask me, like, hey, what's a two-touchdown or more dog that could potentially win outright this week? This is one that I'm kind of pointing to. So, there it is. As bad as they've looked so far, as much as they've let me down because I'm on their over so far this year, uh, I don't know. Boston College plus 16 and a half. Hey, hint, hint. Maybe it's a good play. Uh, UL Monroe catching nine off of Louisiana Lafayette. Lafayette, second leg of a back-to-back for them. Um, I'm going to take the points with Monroe in the rivalry. Terry Bowden kept it close last year. I'm not entirely bought in on this Lafayette, this Mike uh, – Devereaux, I, I don't know, some Cajun name, not completely bought in on him yet. I think this is going to be a closer game than people think. I'm going to take the nine with Monroe, even though they suck. Hey, Boogie Knight, big game for Boogie Knight, wide receiver for UL Monroe this week. Oregon State, the Beavs catching six and a half off of USC at home. I've been calling this one since like July that Oregon State's going to get this win in Corvallis. I know USC's looking like a juggernaut so far. That's what I've wanted. That's what I wanted. I actually wanted uh, Oregon State to play some of those closer games. I wanted them to be close last week against their FCS opponent, but they had to go out there and score almost 70. Um, But this is what I wanted. I wanted the public to jump all over USC. I wanted Oregon State to be a big dog at home. I'm taking Oregon State outright, definitely plus the six and a half, whatever way you want to bet it. Oregon State gets it done in Corvallis. Let's go. BYU laying 22 in Provo against Wyoming. What do I keep saying? Wyoming, not that great of a team. Just really good spot for them last week against an Air Force team that they traditionally beat in Laramie. Um, But they have no business in this game. I'm laying the 22 with BYU all, all day. Um, Plus, you know, I know BYU is coming off an ass whipping whipping from uh, Oregon. But Wyoming's coming off of that triple option game. I always like to fade teams coming off of triple option games. It's usually a big-time body blow especially a close game like it was last week. So, uh, yeah, give me BYU all day laying the points there. Utah minus 14 and a half against Arizona State. Um, flat out, here's the thing. This is a tricky spot. It seems like a really chalky play for me. I'm kind of worried about laying 14 and a half 
uh, Utah Roman out of of uh, Rice Eccles going down to the desert there uh, in Tempe. But I don't know the coach the the coach uh, Sean Aguayo or or something like that Aguano Aguano like uh, Ace Ventura Pet Detective Two. I don't know. I don't know what his name really is. I, I forget. I looked it up, but I wanted to see what his deal was. He's the longest tenured coach there with the Sun Devils. He's been there a little bit. He's running backs coach. But uh, the real deal is this guy has never coached a game at the college level. He's a high school football coach that got a job at Arizona State, landed uh, landed the job on his first interview with Herm Edwards. Herm Edwards really liked the guy. That's cool. I mean, he was a dominant, uh, dominant high school football coach. That's cool, but uh, this is the big leagues now. Utah lost that opening week in the swamp. They need to keep rolling, so I am going to go with Whittingham to get this one done, lay the 14.5 on the road. Risky play, but uh, I can't back a coach with no college football experience, plain and simple. Stanford catching 14 off of Washington. Uh, Stanford's coming off the bye. Washington coming off a big home win against uh, Michigan State. Washington looking really good so far, but uh, I think Stanford could hang around in a shootout here. I'm definitely going to go ahead and take the 14. I like it. Um, not necessarily when I think they get it done. It's not outlandish, but I'm, I'm just comfortable taking the 14 points off the bye week. Let's put it that way. Final game of the night. Last game of the week for Slate. Uh, we got San Jose State laying seven at home against Western Michigan. Uh, Western Michigan all the way across country for this one. Coming off an ass whooping at home from Pitt. And uh, San Jose State coming off a bye week. I think it's a pretty easy spot for San Jose State. I feel pretty good laying the seven points here. Um, I don't see any reason why not. I think uh, with Colorado State not looking good, Air Force taking a loss, Jake Hayner going down, Boise State not looking uh, to be the juggernaut that they typically are, I think it's a good year for San Jose State to make noise in this conference. Um, So, you know, while this isn't a conference game, I still think it's a pretty pretty good time for them to start getting things rolling, get things together with Chevon Cordiero there at quarterback, uh, figure some things out. They're coming off the bye. You get a team coming cross country. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to lay the seven. I feel pretty good about it. So that is going to wrap up the college football slate for week four for me. Uh, like I said, Protopapa will get you his picks at some point, whether it be a solo episode a part two for this week four, or uh, potentially he might just post them to the Twitter account. We will keep you posted. Stay tuned to the Twitter accounts, me at GCG underscore wins uh, and the, the Coastal Covers uh, Twitter page at Coastal Covers 24. Shout us out, hit us up, ask us any questions, do whatever you want. I don't know. Tell a friend. This thing's getting wild over here. We're picking up listeners. It's fun. I love it. Uh, love to see it. Thank you for all the support to everybody that is continuously tuning in and let's get it done this week guys let's have a good week 14 let's keep it on rolling i will see you next week 